What's up, everybody? This is Brannon with The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. Again, I'm Brannon, and I'm The Expert. I'm Ashlyn, and I am The Betrayed. And I'm Kobe, and I'm The Addicted. All right, so today's topic is one that I talk about all the time, actually. Um, we want to differ differentiate between what sobriety is and what recovery is, and this is really important. Um, a lot of a lot of guys think that if they're sober, that um, somehow they're in recovery, and sobriety is very different than recovery. Um, you, the addiction is an attachment disorder, and you think of that word recovery. Um, you're actually recovering something. You're recovering um, your self-worth. You're recovering you. And sobriety is you're staying sober. You're not masturbating. You're not looking at porn. Um, you can still be very active in your addiction and be sober. Um, in fact, I've worked with guys who have uh, who've been sober for a long time, and their attachment disorder is very much still present. And and actually the sobriety believe it or not can can contribute to the addiction and so so let me explain a little bit so a guy who is doing all of his recovery work to try to stay sober um, he's doing it from a place of fear and control he's doing it from a place of shame he's 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 saying i have to stay sober in order to be okay i have to stay sober in order for my wife to love me I have to stay sober in order for me to have any value. And so he works on that sobriety and he's he's doing it from a place of shame. He's feeding his shame, which causes him attachment problems. And he's not because really... Because when he, when when he shames himself, he's also isolating and withdrawing emotionally. Totally, totally. He's, he's, okay. not, he's not really getting down to the core of what the addiction is about. And, and, and by extension, like one layer more... On that is that that really means is he's not being vulnerable. Yes. Right. And, and, well, and Kobe, I'm glad you you brought that up because the the best um, indicator of recovery uh -huh. is an ability to be vulnerable. Because if you've recovered your self worth, then you can be vulnerable. You you can be mm -hmm. open. You can be honest. You can be connected. If you've stayed sober but you haven't recovered any of that self worth, then and, and, and you're actually staying sober out of your shame, then you're not going to be vulnerable, right? Yeah. Heck no. So, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense as far as the component of not, so, not attaching exactly, properly. Exactly. I mean, if you're doing it out of shame, you're not going to attach properly. Okay. And, 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 and a lot of times, I've seen guys throw their sobriety in their wife's face. Like, well, I've been sober for a year. When are you going to forgive me? Or, you know, like, what's, what's wrong with you? Can't you see I'm getting better? But they're still in denial. They're still shut down. They're still miserable in their lives and not not attached so so i, I met a guy one time and, and maybe you can speak to this is who who was um who was a recovering alcoholic and and been like re had been sober for like over a decade mm -hmm. and i remember him saying like the first few years he was clean he said i was so angry for so long and when i heard that i was like oh my gosh like what what does that even mean and, and the only thing i could come to after like processing on that was that that he was he was in he was so, he was sober, but maybe hadn't gone so far down the road of recovery. Yeah, he was a dry drunk. Okay, right. So okay. he was still very much in his addiction. You know, I I had a guy. He was sober for two and a half years, 
and he'd, he'd come to group and he'd kind of throw it in his group's face and he'd fight with his wife every week. And just, and I said, I said to him, I don't want to hear about your sobriety again. I don't care. I want to see your heart change, not just you have this number of days of sobriety, mm. right? So interesting. So Ashlyn, I'm, okay. I, I want you to speak to to this in terms of uh, from the betrays the betrayed point of view of what is it like when you actually? I, I imagine you've experienced both from yep. from, from Kobe <laughs> and um, what's the difference? What do you notice? What do you feel different when he's in recovery versus sobriety? So the interesting, you were just talking about using sobriety to throw it in your face and counting the numbers. And I remember when he was in somewhat sobriety, it was going to uh, like a 12 step program and it was that chip and it was like, well, I'm doing this. And it was, that's supposed to be enough, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not really, well, especially in Kobe's case, he wasn't doing the work and he admits that there's no shame in that. Uh, but there's homework, and if you're not doing it, you're really just showing up to a meeting. Right. And right. saying six months or whatever it is. And so for me, it was not, there was no action change except that he was attending meetings. That's a great point. Um, uh, that's a great indicator is if, if he is in checklist mode, you know, check it off, check it off, I'm doing this, 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 and this, but you're not feeling a difference from him. Yeah. That's not recovery. And ironically, we were in therapy at a different place, uh, just a regular family therapist. And every week, like, no joke, I just want to find connection. I just, why can't we talk about hard things? And I was like, what? Like, what are, I don't understand what you want. And Oh, but I would do it in an angry way. (laughs) Give me connection, darn it. (laughs) That was totally me. That was totally me. I'm blaming you. I'm in denial. I want connection. Yeah. Right. And so it was a very, it was just, it felt forced and it felt fake and it, there was no connection. Yes. It was absent of. Yes. My efforts were absent of connection. Right. Yes. Recovery is not about the checklist. It's not about look what I'm doing. Look how many days sober I have. Look what chip I have. Recovery is about surrender and and, and, and a man in recovery accepts what is that life comes to them and they're at peace and they can they can handle their wife's pain they can handle stress at work they can you know it, it, they can handle pain and tolerate that and and you feel that from a man in recovery because he has peace he has inner peace you know and, and it's so different the feeling that that you feel so right. Kobe, oh, oh, go ahead sorry Asha. I was just gonna say in recovery the different is quite the opposite. Um, but it's seeing those daily actions without my push at all. Yeah. I went from like, you better get up and go to your meeting. What are you going to therapy this week? Are you going to do this? Like I was hovering and managing his recovery totally. and that didn't work. Compl- <laughs> compliance to your wife is not recovery. <laughs> no. Like doing everything right because she's telling you to, that's, you know, that that's, I don't even know if that's sobriety. That's just you know, trying to surviving, survive. Yeah. <laughs> keep her around, but it's not recovery. It, so. it certainly wasn't. And yeah. and I knew that if I just delayed long enough that she would do my work for me, like she, like, like you would remind me, okay, it's time to go to, 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 to group. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. And I wasn't resistant, but I certainly wasn't proactive. Right. In any way. Right. It was yeah. like, okay, I guess I got to go now. Yeah. Or, and re- so recovery go? for us was like, well, part of our recovery is working out 30 minutes a day. So I was like, I'm getting up at this time. And if you're there, you're there. Right. But I'm not waking you up. Mm-hmm. And not going to enable choice. him. Absolutely. 
that's another good one is is a man in recovery internal motivation is what drives him it's not the external stuff and so well yeah i don't want him to um, do it for me anyway right right. and i see it big time in you kobe is that internal you love a man in recovery uh recovery becomes this thing that they love it it, it's a part of their life that they embrace Mm -hmm. because they know it blesses their life it's not this thing that they they have to do or they dread or why do I have to deal with this in my life? It's like this is this is awesome. I get to do this, yeah. right? Which is which is a much different feeling. So to to speak to that, um, the to me there's a there's a narrative, there's an action like you talked about, and then there's also a feeling in both sobriety and recovery. But um, just to speak to your comment that you made, like it's become recovery's become a way of living. Yes. For me, like a lifestyle. This is how right. I live my life. And, and it transitioned from, I got to make sure I be really, I'm really focused on my dailies and, 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 and going to therapy. And I was going like three times a week when I, when right. I really yeah. started. It was a job. So it was <laughs> right. like Saturday mornings at seven thirty, like 20 minutes away. Cause the shame. Yeah. I didn't want anybody to <laughs> right. want to see anybody that I knew. Right. <laughs> don't get, Even yeah, don't though stay there's too like five right around us. <laughs> I know. There, there literally was like, like probably like 10 different yeah. meetings within like five minutes of us, but right. I drove 20 minutes south because I didn't want to see anybody. <laughs> but, um, but, but it became a way of living. And what I realized is, is it's a re- recovery is very much synonymous with, um, with change. And it's on a gradient scale, like, like a, a like a dimmer, like a light switch with, with a dimmer where it's like so recovery is not just a switch. But it's a process of living that, that gives, that, that facilitates change or recovery. But the change, then all of a sudden the same tools that got you recovery become the tools that, that, that deepen change within your soul. Absolutely. And and um, anyway, so so just to speak to that. But for me, um, I'll speak to what sobriety or sobriety looked like for me. Okay. okay. And, and I had seasons of sobriety. Probably the longest ones I had were like, I had like two six-month stints of sobriety that were totally white-knuckling. And so... Um, the narrative in my head was always like, I wonder how long this is going to last. Like, when are you going to, when's fail? the next yeah. relapse? And, and, mm-hmm. and I got to like, please don't let me relapse. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I would travel a bunch, right. For, for sometimes three weeks at a time overseas. And it was always like, oh, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? So I would be anxious with that narrative in my head mm-hmm. of when it's going to happen. And then I would be like, I'm going to let her down. Meaning Ashlyn, like I'm gonna let her down, and 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 that was like the worst part about it. So I was always living in this on, on this gerbil wheel, this treadmill of, of fear and anxiety and worry and fret because I was like my it was like my willpower was still going, but I knew once my willpower was done, I was left to my I was left to the wolves right. because I had no skill, right. nothing to actually do, right? Yeah, to keep me safe. Yeah, and I mean, and to be and to be super fair, like I would like pray and ask for help. But I know that I have to take action, and I had no idea. Like what action what to do you do. take? Yeah, exactly. What do I do? Right. And, and and going to meetings when I was sober for me was like there were people who found this unicorn that found this this rainbow with the pot of gold at the end of it, and and I was like, how do they find this? Right. Because it's like I don't know how to get there to in, into recovery and sobriety, and so that was kind of the narrative in my head. But, action, but, but hang on, okay. Cody, how do you get there? Um, I think that's an important it, it, thing to, I mean, it, it, that's, that's super important. And, and I'll talk about that. And I, and I think the theme that I always go back to is it takes consistent, I uh, know it takes, it takes mental focus. 
and consistent effort on just a few things every day. Mm-hmm. Mental effort and consistent, no, sorry, mental focus and consistent effort. Mm-hmm. Like the, no miracles are required. Perfection's not a part of recovery. It's, it's a road of progress that takes focus and, and effort, consistent effort. Um, and, and I'll speak to that, but I wanted to also say this too, as far as the action is concerned, I would, I would show up to meetings and I would call a buddy who was quote unquote my sponsor, but it was really just another guy who was an addict. And we just like, Hey, how are you doing? A lot of crap day yesterday. And I relapsed. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So me too. And ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that sucks. Okay. So now how's work? Like we didn't know what to do. So, right. so I, so I, um, my actions were very limited um, and I would, I would be more worried than anything. And, and, and the feeling of it is kind of synonymous with what the narrative was. It goes right in alignment with it. The feeling that I had overall was, when's it going to end? Mm-hmm. When's the next, like what's going to happen that's going to do it? And so I would almost feel like, especially when I go to travel, I would like this, this pensive nature would just bottle up in me and just pressure would build. Mm-hmm. So the feeling of it was uncomfortable. It was anxiety ridden. My actions were, were shallow and contrived and really fear-based. And like I think more loss of connection because he would go within himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I got this, anxiety. I'll do this on my mm-hmm. own. Exactly. Yeah. So there was, there was no connection uh, um, when, when it came to that, as far as like, I mean, you were describing control and release to a T right? really like, yeah, that cycle of control. It's like yo-yo dieting. It's okay. Yeah. You're not going to eat sugar. So I'm not going to eat uh, anything, not going to eat anything. Then yeah. you're just waiting for when that chocolate cake is there. And it's like, ah, oh, and you just, you just yeah. binge, right? Yeah. 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 Where, where you're focused on it and you, you have to stay sober and, and recovery is, is much different than that. There's no buildup. There's no pressure underneath it. No, right? that's interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good contrast. Yeah. Actually, that's really, so. And I think with that is focusing on the positive and in that day, rather than waiting for that chocolate cake right. and avoiding it, but like, it's going to come, you're going to have temptation. You're going to yes. see a woman or a man, whatever that. Yes. Exa- you accept that yeah. and you're ready for it when it comes and I'm ready and you know, it's going to come right. So it's much how, how, So here's my question for you actually, though. how did you feel like, what were your day-to-day emotions that you could describe? when we transitioned out of when we when we went when we were in recovery first starting like real legit recovery and then we transitioned no real sobriety we started recovery well uh, sober yeah but then we transitioned to recovery and so my question is is what did it feel like for you when you realized wait we're not just in sobriety we're like we're really in recovery and that's a funny i get that question a lot and i it was honestly like i woke up one day and was like like oh i I think I trust him like mm-hmm. for the first time in our marriage. I feel safe and like life wasn't so hard yeah. and so sad. And I started to see the good in both of us mm-hmm. and in our life. And I think it was just that like seeing those daily actions in us both. We were both working. Absolutely. Yeah. But but notice what you said. You went right to I felt trust and safety. Yeah. And, and the reason you did, Ashlyn, is because... Um, you you could actually get to know Kobe like he was available to connect to to like because because he wasn't in this control and release in this denial in this manipulation Defensive. he was vulnerable and yeah. he was him and so you can connect to him so you feel safe and you feel trust and that's what it's all about that's that's when you know a man is in recovery is when his wife feels safe because um, he can create love he can create connection in his life and it's awesome. It's, it's amazing. So that's cool. Um, I mean, I, I, that's certainly, that's certainly what I wanted. 
And so as far as like the narrative that, that, that I had in my head when we really started recovery, so, so, so it, was, it was exactly what you described. Like the anxiety level was flip-flopped and I wasn't worried about that. I, I went from, it's like, it's like the guy that says to me, Kobe, don't think of a pink elephant. Don't think of pink right. elephants. And, what and that's think all I'm thinking about. <laughs> right. That was like sobriety because I was like, yeah. I was so worried. I was like, I can't relapse. I can't relapse. I can't relapse. And so what would happen? You relapse because that's yeah. all you're thinking totally. about. That's, all, that's, what, that's where my focus was. What you think about comes about. Right. That, what you just said is exactly what my experience was. And so, so what changed as far as mentally for me in my, in my head, the narrative with recovery is I went from worrying about relapse to like, I've just got to focus. I've got to focus, but, but it wasn't just like focus. It's like focus on what I had to focus on getting my dailies done and I had to focus on my emotions and I had to focus on my bottom lines. And, and, and so now I put all that, all, all that ordinarily, the anxiety and the word that came with sobriety, I put that into focusing on those things and it was a totally different feeling. Like right. a relief. Right. Yeah. Is, this weight is lifted, right? But, but I got to say that, that, you know, folk focusing is important and being diligent in your recovery work is important. But, but what's underneath that is really important. So okay. I, I, I work with guys who are very focused, who do everything I tell them to do, okay. and they're in, they're in sobriety. Okay. And, and what's important is that real element of surrender underneath it, which is, uh, look, you do your dailies. Why do you do your dailies, Kobe? That's what keeps me safe. It's like, that, I mean, it's, 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 it's what, that's what I started with, but now it's like, this is just what I do. Right. Right. I, I it do works. This. So why stop? Yeah. Right. right. You, you're, you're I don't not, know if that's the answer you're looking for. <laughs> but that's... No, it totally is because we're, we're not, we're not human doings. We're human beings. Right? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And, and so when you be recovery, you surrender that over. God, God's going to take you wherever you're going to go. You're just going to be recovery. You're just going to work it that way. Wow. Okay. And, and the, Instead of, I'm going to do recovery. I'm going to work my way into it. Okay. And so you are focused and you're consistent because you know what being recovery feels like. Does that, that make sense? So, that makes I love sense. that. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. That's super yeah. good. So. Being recovery. Yeah. Just live it. Just be it. And so I want to come back to, to what you said earlier that maybe we can wrap yeah. up. But um, the, the dimmer analogy that you were talking about, <clears throat> um, what you'll find is when you start to work recovery... Um, your recovery is the, the, the addiction, whether it's masturbation or acting out with lust or that's just the symptom of something so much bigger. And so when you start to work recovery, your recovery is not about masturbation or sex or mm -hmm. at all. It's, it's about living. It's about being more connected with your kids and experiencing life more and being more connected with your wife. And, and that's where you start to really embrace recovery because it's, it's not about, oh, good, I didn't act out today. Mm -hmm. It's my life is so much more full and vibrant and beautiful because, because I'm living a life of recovery. So that I would totally yeah. agree with that. Like the, yeah. the amount of connection that Ashlyn and I had, yeah. I mean, amen it, it, to that. It was, it was just, it was a, that's a very stark contrast yeah. in describing the connection and, and with my girls as well. Like Ashlyn was out of town this last weekend. And I took him to ski team up at Sundance and Lucy's like, dad, come with me on the, on the roller coaster. And I was like, whoa, I can barely stand up on the skis, let alone do a roller coaster. And she's like, no, let's go. And so she talked me into going just a couple little whoop de hills, right? Did him fine, but I took a chance and I was like, this is going to be more meaningful for her 
then it's going to be scary painful for me. Painful if I fall. Yeah, painful <laughs> right, me. exactly. And we did it, and you know what? It was such a it was it was a really great connecting moment that ordinarily I would have been like deuces, like go do your thing. I'll be done here when you're done. Right, right. I'm not going to take a risk. I'm not going to like put myself out there. I, yeah. was, I was vulnerable with my nine-year-old. What do you know? <laughs> and there you go. Totally. So. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, for me, there's, there's no difference as far as like when you talk about living, there's no way to describe the difference for me that recovery is versus where I was. It was the looming, uh, I felt like, um, who was it on, on Charlie Brown? Dust. Uh, Linus. Uh, Linus. The, Linus. The Pigpen. Pigpen. Pig oh. Pin. Remember Pigpen on, on Charlie Brown, the, the, this messy kid who has uh, you yeah. know, the, the dust oh, cloud yeah. following him all the time? That, that's, a, that's what I felt like. I, that's who I was. But the cloud was addiction just following me. Right. Always in my stuff. And I know that you felt it. Right. And um, life is so different now. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, we still have hard moments, to be sure. Yeah. Like it is not, we are not sunshine perfect. and daisies for <laughs> right. sure. But it's... Um, but it's very, very different, and the feeling is different. It's hard to describe that because I'll talk. I'll talk to my guys who just start out in in, in recovery, yeah. and they're in sobriety, and I try to explain getting rid of that haze, getting rid of that, mm. you know, that dust all around them, and and they, they can't quite see through it, you mm-hmm. know, and and but but when you do get out of it, you do see how how vibrant and beautiful life is, and yeah, it, yeah, it's awesome. That's cool. So, yeah. well, um. That's it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so guys, thanks for, for joining with us. Um, again, share this podcast. If you heard anything that you liked, please share it. And uh, hop onto the ratings and give us a, a good review if you liked it as well. We'd love to have you know five stars from you if you've enjoyed this uh, because that, that helps a ton so that more people can be exposed to it. So thanks, guys, for joining us. Yep, see ya.